Hi, this is Aaron Orlando reporting for the Revelstoke Mountaineer podcast and revelstokemountaineer.com. I'm joined by Mayor Gary Souls. We're here to talk about uh, staff changes that have happened at City Hall. This week on June 11th, the City of Revelstoke sent out a service delivery update saying that the city's CAO and Director of Engineering had resigned from their positions. That follows uh, an announcement uh, last month on May 17th that the two senior employees, uh, Alan Chabot and Mike Thomas, uh, respectively, were away uh, on paid leave. So there's been a lot of conversation in the community about what's going on. Uh, Gary, thanks for taking the time to talk to me today. You're very welcome, Aaron. What's been happening with staff changes, uh, the two the two individuals, uh, the, the announcement that was made this week, as well as other staff changes? What's been going on uh, at City Hall? So I'll deal with uh, Mr. Thomas and Mr. Chabot. Both of them have resigned. And I've sent out a statement uh, via City Hall memorandum. And I'll read the statement now. And that's basically all that I'm going to say about these gentlemen. Mr. Alan Chabot has resigned from the City of Revelstoke in order to pursue other opportunities. The city is grateful for his service and dedication to our community, especially in advancing administrative projects and uh, that allow council and staff to move the community forward in an efficient manner. The city sincerely wishes him well in his future endeavors. And then regarding Mr. Thomas, Mr. Mike Thomas has resigned from the city of Revelstoke in order to pursue other opportunities. The city thanks Mr. Thomas for his years of service and contributions to the community infrastructure projects and the advancement of asset management and sincerely wishes him well in all of his future endeavors. So one of the things that often happens uh, when there's a new council is senior, the CAO or the senior staff and director positions move on. And, and typically, you know, that involves a conversation, you know, thanks for your service, we're, we're going in a different direction. But that's not what happened here. And I was wondering if you could shed a little insight into why there was the paid leave period and then we had the resignation announcement from the city today. I'm actually not going to comment any further on either Mr. Thomas or Mr. Chabot for Mm -hmm. uh, personal reasons, and those personal reasons are their personal reasons, Mm -hmm. and for legal reasons from the corporation. I have been asked not to comment any further, and so Mm -hmm. I will not comment any further. Mm -hmm. If at some point I can uh, release information uh, further than what I've said, I would do so. But out of respect for both Mr. Chabot and Mr. Thomas, I'll say nothing further on that. With regards to the taxpayers, typically when someone is departs from the city, if that's a decision by council, there's severance, you know, that it's outlined in the contract and that type of thing. On May 16th, this is the day before the uh, paid leave announcement was made by the city. There was a scene outside of City Hall uh, while Mr. Thomas, the director of engineering, was uh, taking some personal items in, in boxes out the back door. There were community members there gathered. There was a videotape made. They were, you know, clapping, that, for lack of a better word, uh, cheering his departure. What people in the community have expressed to me is that they're, you know, appalled and disgusted regardless of, of, you know, differences of opinion or direction from the city, that that's sort of at a different level. And one of the concerns also expressed is why did they, the, the people who had gathered, know to be there at that time? Are you certain, uh, are you confident that the timing of his departure was not uh, leaked out by members of council? 
At this point in time, I'm not going to make comment any further regarding uh, Mr. Thomas or Mr. Chapeau's uh, departure. Mm -hmm. um, I can't comment on uh, what is rumored to be out in the public or the reasons for this. And uh, so because I'm not aware of this, I won't uh, make any statements. The community charter, when you have an in-camera meeting, you know, the idea is that what happens in the meeting stays in there. However, it doesn't prevent, you know, further discussion or statements about things in general or further communication with the community. Are you able to address concerns that the way this unfolded could further expose taxpayers to legal issues or any other financial penalty for, for how things went down? Um, when it comes to in-camera meetings, those are definitely confidential meetings, and so we trust that those in a meeting won't breach confidentiality. That's the idea of being at an in-camera meeting. And regarding further complications for the resignation of these two gentlemen, again, it's uh, something that uh, the city and, uh, and these gentlemen have uh, discussed and uh, I'm not going to comment any further regarding that. Regarding moving forward, what is the city's plan now? We were, you know, the, the CAO and uh, the, the engineering director are gone. We have building inspector positions, two of them that the city announced uh, or well updated this week that they're still hiring for as well as other vacancies. As the mayor, what is your plan to sort of get this back on track? And unfortunately, this is all going down, you know, in the, in the height of the building season when everyone's busiest in our uh, snowy town trying to oh, sure. get the roofs on by uh, November. So with the uh, with the planning department, uh, we've, we've got two people that we're uh, trying to recruit, uh, a building services manager, which is a level three building inspector, and then another building inspector as well. Mm -hmm. So we've got uh, that advertising out. My understanding is there may be some interest in that, so I'm hopeful. In the meantime, we've had contract building inspectors in, and some uh, some uh, building things have been shipped out to other people to do plan checking and whatnot, so that when we have a building inspector in the house, that permits can be issued without a delay. So that's what we're doing there. And now that Mr. Thomas has resigned, we will be advertising for uh, Director of Engineering as well. And then for uh, Mr. Chabot, who's resigned, we we will be advertising for a uh, CAO position as well. In the interim, we have Miss Lowe, our corporate officer, who's uh, uh, stepped up to uh, be the interim CAO as well as corporate officer to get us through so that we can sign off on projects and move things along so there's no delays there. So we're in the process of getting the advertising out to, uh, to find the positions. The advertising's been out for a while with the building officials. Uh, my understanding from Miss Wade is that uh, there seems to be some interest so uh, I'm uh, crossing all my fingers and toes hoping that indeed we're able to secure someone in those positions as we move forward. Uh, as you know the federal elections coming up in the fall uh, at one point uh, the writ will drop on the election and the city has a few major projects sort of hanging on uh, answers from uh, federal and provincial and partners. There's 
the arena roof. There's the sewage treatment plant as well as uh, the funding has been announced, but there's the intersection project. Uh, Those are all intensively fairly engineering related. And then I imagine that uh, the the granting bodies would have questions for the engineer. And with the the risk that, uh, you know, we miss the opportunity on these things, what is the city doing to mitigate that risk in the interim without having an engineering director or senior staff? Well, we have uh, engineering consultants who step in. And Mm -hmm. so as we did with the roundabout by the Trans-Canada Highway, Mm -hmm. we had an engineering consultant in and they worked through that with our director of engineering, uh, Mm -hmm. Mr. Thomas, when when he was present and working on that. So at this point in time, if we had to go to that right away, we would have an engineering consultant step in and do the work on behalf of the city to uh, make sure that we didn't lose the grants mm-hmm. and that we're able to move those projects forward. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, you, you're confident that the city's in a position not to lose out on these as a result of, of the staff yes. uh, staff shortages. Yeah. All right. Um, and I had another question, like in terms of, uh, you know, bigger ticket process, bigger processes that the cities uh, may do, such as things like OCP, DCC bylaw, revisit, uh, vacation rental bylaw, zoning bylaws, those types of larger processes. I wanted to ask about uh, strategic planning. Has, has council completed a strategic yes, plan yet? And yep. and so we're seven or so months into the council term and, and looking at you know these bigger processes that are staff intensive. What can we expect to see in the next sort of six months uh, or the remainder of council's first year in terms of getting some of these more ambitious, longer term projects going? Well, we were just talking to uh, Miss Wade yesterday about the OCP. We want to start that process in conjunction with doing some neighborhood planning as well with those will go hand in hand Um, and we're talking about the Johnson Height project Uh, that's a neighborhood plan there we need to make sure that these things all feed into an OCP so we'll have to engage consultants to start that process and because we'll do that process in kind of a a chapter format we'll start and uh, and get one area done and then go on to the next chapter. Mm-hmm. My hope is within two years, we've completed the whole OCP process mm-hmm. and I've updated that. But because that's more of a living document, I'd like to see that process started again at that time. And then we go through it to make sure that we're consistently on board and, and up with that. So when we talk about zoning and uh, planning and bylaws regarding some of that zoning, so we're working through some of that stuff. It is a long-term plan, but also it takes a lot of staff time. So trying to get some of this thing so we've, we've just uh, put a, a bylaw in to help with some engineering projects mm-hmm. uh, going forward or uh, construction projects who have engineers who can sign off. So we're hoping that putting these things through and ratifying them will help the process and streamline our building program as we go forward. That along with a checklist and kind of mitigating some of the problems that we've had in the past. So we're ongoing working on that as we move along. Mayor Gary Souls joined me today to talk a little bit about some of the big changes that have been happening. And hopefully next time we'll be talking about some of the other projects that are coming up and we'll look to see where the staff situation goes in the next weeks and months and stuff like that. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. All right. All right, Mayor Souls, thanks for taking the time to talk to me today. Very welcome. Thank you.